Hey everyone, welcome to part two of three of our coverage from Pinball Expo 2014. This episode is a recording of the panel discussion held on Saturday morning, October the 18th, entitled Covering the World of Pinball, One Podcast at a Time, where the Game Room Junkies, Coast to Coast Pinball, Yours Truly, and Spooky Pinball all participate in a moderated discussion held by Expo organizer David Fix, where we talk about show production, some of our favorite memories, and what it's like to cover the world of pinball somewhere in between. So saddle up, grab a can of cheese, and let's talk more pinball. Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. This is a Pinball News Production. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Pinball Expo Saturday mornings. We're going to do a little covering of the world of podcast, pinball podcast, of course. I want to turn it over to, uh, not turn it over, but I want to introduce some of the people. I'm going to have them introduce themselves. We have the Spooky Pinball Podcast. Go ahead, Preston, tell everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're over here. We're oh. over here, David. But you are the guys that look a little bit more, never mind. Anyway. Do you want to start, Charlie? Huh? Okay. Did you did you flip the switch? Yeah, Preston. Preston with the Game Room Junkies. Yeah. Oh. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Patrick Wall with Game Room Junkies podcast. Preston, do it again because I don't think the mic was on. And I am Preston Burt with uh, Game Room Junkies podcast. There we go. Nice deep voice. You can tell he's been smoking. I'm, Na- I'm Nate Shivers with Coast to Coast Pinball. Hey, Nate. And I'm Brent Griffith with uh, Broken Token. And I am Whitney Roberts with uh, Broken Token. And then we're going to go over to Charlie and his Motley crew. Whitney, I will always love you. Oh. Sorry. Um, thank, thank you, sir. It's, it's mutual, man. Yeah, you've never heard that before, have you? Oh, no. Uh, I am Charlie Emery. Uh, I guess I'm the host of the Spooky Pinball Podcast and the president and CEO of one of only three companies that has shipped a game this year, and I'm kind of proud of that. And he has no ego whatsoever. Anyhow, I can't find Bug. Already with a self-promotion. Already. I can't find Bug. Squirrel, have you seen Bug? I thought he was still in the room. You better not be. Yeah, huh? Where is your fifth person? Somebody stepped on him. Somebody stepped on him? I can't find him. Where's Bug? Anybody seen Bug? I don't know. Where is Bug? He's seen Chuck. This is not going to go well at all. just eliminated the rest of the podcast so that they're the only podcast that's going to be a pinball expert. Charlie, I heard there might be shenanigans. So uh, uh, I actually kind of came prepared. And we've already had our first uh, salvo. But, uh, you know, being that you're from Wisconsin, I figured the best way to just deal with you was uh, uh, string cheese. Sure. So I've got well, cans of do this, just do it. I've got cans of string cheese. Now I've got one for Whitney and one for myself, and I've got a spare so that we can have a strafing run as we have to exit this uh, exit the room. I will offer to the other podcasters if, if they want to get in on it, twenty dollars a can at this point. Okay. <laughs> oh, look at this. We got. We're in it. Let's see. Sharp cheddar, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Sharp cheddar. You right, know, in Nate, Wisconsin, we hand string cheese out at Halloween. Nate, Seriously. you just you just stay between oh, us, good, and I'm you're good. covered. All right, are you you ready? <laughs> if you get it near a squirrel, she'll just eat the whole can in about three seconds. Unbelievable. Hey, did we introduce Brian Kelly? This no, is Brian Brian F and Kelly. Ladies Ooh, uh, and gentlemen, came, he flew in this morning he did. to be here. So let's give him a round of applause for getting Brian here. It wouldn't be spooky pinball without the cranky old man. And we, have a, a, we also have two other people that haven't been here in a while yet. They've never been here. So yeah, let's introduce. Of course, we saw Bug. He came in and released and uh, basically took out the rest of the podcast. <laughs> and then we have Squirrel. So i like to welcome them to their first Pinball Expo. Yay, Bug and Squirrel. 
All right, we're going to be a little serious for a few minutes here, if we can. I don't know. That's pretty tough with these guys. Um, Charlie, let's talk about your... Well, before we do that, I forgot one thing. So in 2007, uh, Clay Harold started the Pinball Podcast, or the Topcast, as he called it, which started off a trend in the, the series. In fact, I used to listen to him, and I think everybody here on this panel listened to that. And then we had uh, the Silver Ball podcast, who kind of picked up the, the gauntlet. And then they kind of had some, it's tough getting podcasts together. We're going to talk about that a little bit tonight, today, too. And then we had Charlie Emery picked up the gauntlet with Spooky Pinball. And then we all were wondering, where are these podcasts going to go? Well, then Charlie, on January 1st, 2011, with episode 10, released to the world, that Jersey Jack Quinary is going to open a pinball company. And at that time, those numbers just sailed. So, Charlie, let me ask you, how many downloads did you get off of that uh, one podcast? Uh, honestly, Jack's announcement podcast that we were just discussing this before is our fourth most downloaded show. It's approaching, uh, right now it's between ten and 11,000 downloads. Uh, the only ones that have beat it was we did a big Christmas extravaganza where we went to Stern and we had Gary and Steve Ritchie and Greg Ferraris and John Trudeau and John Borg. And, uh, that one is a little bit higher. And then the two Elvira shows. That's it. What were the Elvira shows at? Do you have an idea? Uh, the, the very first one we did is somewhere between the last time I looked, it was over 15,000. So. Very good. Very nice. All right. Now. Let's go over the junk, the game room junkies, Preston and Patrick. So, what is your number one show that has been downloaded? What, what kind of numbers are we talking here? Um, unfortunately, our number one show is usually our is, is actually our first episode, and I feel so bad because the audio quality on that is crap. But it's like everybody starts somewhere, and we're uh, 44 episodes in now, and so then they always go back to listen to the first one. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it they're all pretty pretty regular. We get, um, usually we get about 1,000 downloads like the day we release, then we get uh, a couple more over the next two weeks, and then lifetime, you know, we have five, 6,000 per episode at least, so um, it's pretty strong. Uh, it's nowhere near Spookies, but, you know, we're pretty, pretty pleased with it. Our, our average show numbers are about the same as yours. Don't feel bad. <laughs> All right, let's go to the, the broken token. Oh, no, first, Nate Shivers. Nate, let's talk about this. Now, Nate, you, you hold a, a very unique position in this podcast because these guys have not reached as many podcasts as you have in probably one year. About a year and a half, yeah. Uh, 114 episodes with 114 going up about 3 a.m. last night. So. so congratulations. Way to go. Over 100 episodes within a year and a half. Yep. Charlie, how many episodes have you guys done? Uh, I believe we're coming up on uh, number 54. Five or fifty-six. We're about what we do one a month, and we've had a couple of specials with Steve Ritchie and Elvira and stuff. So, yeah, one a month for we're coming up on our fifth anniversary. Congratulations, way to go! Now let's talk to Broken Token real quick. What's your what's your numbers like, gentlemen? It's on. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we usually average uh, for the the total run of our episodes about a couple of thousand downloads a month, right right around eighteen hundred to two thousand a month. But that's that's the entire catalog. We see usually a, a pretty even distribution of all of the episodes being downloaded. Ours are fairly long, and so it, it you know we, we see everybody just kind of getting the entire run at a pretty even clip. Okay, very good. And um, let's see, how many episodes have you guys? Done? We've done uh, we've done fifteen episodes. We're in a monthly format, so we've been going just a little bit over a year. We've had a few special episodes in between, and just like here with Pinball Expo, we've got a couple episodes that w that we'll release for being here over the weekend. So it's monthly, and it's monthly plus is typically how we run. Very good. Now Charlie pointed out something that I have to point out too, and he's basically said that one of these groups has to step it up a little bit, right, Charlie? One, one, one's podcast has opened their own pinball company. Another podcast <laughs> has basically done a pinball show, right? Kentucky Fried Pinball. Southern Fried. Southern, Southern Fried. I don't know why I want to keep calling Kentucky Fried. I just like that. Oh, that's right. It is a little. And then Nate's going over 115 shows, so I think, I think the Broken Token's going to have to step it up here a little bit here, guys. Well, I think what we really need to do to, to step it up is we're going to have to have a cursing child. Oh, that'll help. Oh, We're, oh. hey, stop talking about Brian Kelly like that. <laughs> Brian, you have been very quiet, very quiet. Okay. 
You're always quiet. We haven't riled them up too much yet this morning. Now, I want to ask Bug and Squirrel some questions. So, Squirrel, how is it growing up in a family that has a podcast but yet also is opening a pinball company? Is it pretty cool? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Try picking up a microphone, Squirrel. Yeah, so we can hear you. Yeah. Oh, this one does work. No, it doesn't work. Is this? Yeah, it does work. Okay. I didn't know it worked. It's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Most of us aren't awake. I think uh, Nate's went to bed about 3 a.m. and he's on his second Red Bull, but okay. Um, go ahead, Squirrel. So do you like, you've been enjoying this? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really get treated any different than any everyone else in my class or in my school. I mean, I'm the same as everybody else. I just have... They don't unique. see you as a huge internet pinball celebrity. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually roped Squirrel's friends. We've had like her, uh, what we had, the, the pep, the, the, the Palm Bums. Squad. We've had her softball team on commercials. Uh, yeah, if there's if there's some people to be used, we will we'll do that for sure. Yeah, if there's people to be. Speaking of which, Brian. So let's talk. Oh, no, let's not go there. Um, Bug, what do you think about uh, being in this podcast family? I am a D100. My mission is to destroy the other podcasters. I figured I was. Wow, he's going to stay in character for this whole thing, isn't he? I'm in an episode of Spooky Pinball Podcast right now. <laughs> that means you're protected. And and honestly, I'm sure a lot of people don't believe it, but Bug and Squirrel write all the commercials on our our podcast. They really truly do, and we've got some sponsors and advertisers that just that's why they come to us. They're like, "Oh my god, I love the commercials the kids do. They're so cute and funny." And do they do any contract work? <laughs> they might. Yeah, you can talk to them. Squirrel's like, all about making a buck, so. <laughs> Like a, we can do a work from home situation. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Boy, you guys really need that much help with your podcast? Really? Okay. It's it's a t- it's a tough life, man. Have you heard it, David? Um, well, I usually <laughs> listen to it when I have to cure insomnia. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, let's get back over to these other podcasters. What? Uh, let's start with Charlie. What was let's say your most ex- Mm, how would I say this? Your your favorite episode? What was the dream episode? Oh, I know what it is already. But what was the dream episode that you got to do on Spooky Pinball? Without a doubt, Elvira. Having her on twice was. I'm a huge Elvira fan. I mean, that's I've been since the '80s when uh, she first came out, and yeah, to get her on the show twice, uh, that was pretty damn incredible. And a close second, now I'll be straight up honest about it. The hardest episode we ever did was the old-time radio show uh, with some of the guys from Jersey Jack, and uh, we had Nordman involved, and he didn't even know it. And that was, it was a ton of work, and it was really hard, and I would love to do another one of those someday, maybe with the Stern guys and get Steve Ritchie in there and do all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, those, those to me are by far the favorites. Okay. And also you had an episode with, uh, I think you also enjoyed, was with uh, Eddie Munster? Did you yeah, Joe Newhart from Pinball, uh, Pinball Star Amusements ran into Butch Patrick at a show, and he just brought him on, played 10 questions, and I'll be damned if we didn't guess who he was without knowing he was going to be on our podcast within like, yeah. But again, it's the Munsters. What's not to love? Exactly. All right, let's go over to the Game Room Junkies. What's your favorite podcast of all times? And don't say episode six. Oh, oh, with the famous Dave Fix? Yeah, yeah, don't know. That's to go there. It's probably the least downloaded, I'm sure. Uh, you know, we have a lot of, of favorites, but one of the things that I really love about the podcast uh, world is the community. And so, I, you know, my favorite was actually getting the podcast roundtable going. I thought it was a pretty cool idea to, to share some audience base. Uh, that was where we had uh, the Pinball Podcast and Spooky Pinball on. And we uh, then we distributed those epi- uh, that conversation across three different podcasts, and I just think it really speaks to how open the community is. You know, so many other podcasts that are out there um, in other markets or on other topics, they're very protective. They don't even reference other shows because they just want you to only listen to their show. But the thing that's cool about this stuff is we're all—it's like a family up here. I know all these guys. We joke around, we email, we talk on the phone. And um, it's, it's no one show is better than the other in the eyes of everybody that I think. And uh, so sharing the, the stage with all these guys was really cool. I will agree a billion percent. 
flat out. I mean, what Preston just said, that's the way I feel about pinball these days. I don't think it needs to be us versus them, either on a podcast or in the pinball world. It's a small community. I know basically everybody in the audience. I know all these guys on stage. What's good for one of us is good for all of us, and that's why we've helped a lot of the other small companies, and uh, it, that's the way it should be. It's the way it should be. It's a small community. We're all family. You are. Now, I, know, I do remember the round uh, table discussion. So what was the other two? There was three groups, wasn't there? Was it pinball with uh, yeah. Jeff and... Jeff and Don. Jeff and Don. That yep. was the group that we couldn't... And Spooky, be, right. And Spooky. Now, this means the next round table discussion we're going to have is going to have to have Nate and to Broken Tokens. That's right. So this will be good. All right, let's go to Nate. Nate, what was your favorite show or interview? Or So doing so many episodes, I talk a lot. <clears throat> and I get sort of sick of hearing myself talk eventually. Uh, so the highlights to me are some of the interview shows. Uh, I know I had Clay Harrell on, which was sort of like a nice throwback to the Topcast days, having Clay come on and go through what he's working on now on pinball because the man's such a wealth of knowledge and experience in the hobby. It was kind of cool having him then come on my show now because uh, his show is definitely an influence on what I do. Uh, Josh Sharp's come on a couple times, and those are fantastic uh, conversations with somebody who's really tied in the industry and, and one of the top players in the world. So anytime I get somebody interesting on the show, and then the shows that I've done from locations like this, from Expo, from the Seattle show, from Texas Pinball Festival, those are very fun for me because you get the excitement of the, what's happening in the industry and the new games and the players and all of that. It makes it more interesting for me. Uh, to keep it going and keep go- keep up the volume that I'm trying to trying to attain there. Okay. And I'll also ask the same question to the Broken Token Boys. Uh, well, for me, my most favorite show was uh, w- when we carried the Louisville Arcade Expo coverage last year. And I know Louisville Arcade Expo is represented here. They've got a an ad that's that's also in the catalog. If anyone's you know, in Louisville that time of year, March, I suggest you check it out. But we were, we're, we're a young podcast. We're the youngest show here, obviously. And Whitney, I think we had, what, maybe four episodes in before Louisville Arcade Expo. So not only had we, had we put everything together to create a podcast and we had learned the technology, then we took it on the road. And, and it, was, it was very stressful, but it was very exciting. And so when we got to sit down and it actually worked and we were streaming live to the Internet and then able to capture that, and distribute that later as a full show. I mean, that, that, was, that was awesome. And, you know, the only thing that would beat that would be, would be the second show on Saturday where we had John Trudeau. So it, it, was, a, it was an awesome cap to uh, a, an exciting weekend. Yeah, and the only thing that I'll add to that, I think I'll, I'll answer the same, the same question in the exact opposite way. We've also been fortunate enough to feature for interviews people that you've never even heard of. People that uh, are just, uh, you know, collectors out in the community that would have probably no other voice to be heard, and we have uh, we've paid special attention to making sure that we seek out just you know quote unquote the common man or the common person, and we get we give them a stage and get them on an interview. And I think a lot of times that's the most interesting to me is just to pick somebody out and sit them down and give them a microphone for what seven and a half hours or something like that, and then and that's a short show, but then give them a stage to tell their story and so that to me besides definitely John Trudeau that was awesome but uh, just yeah just listening to anybody else talk about their love for the hobby that's cool that, that brings up an interesting uh, point uh, so Charlie your your podcasts are usually about an hour in length right about that yeah off and on Every, you know sometimes you get the cranky old guy in there and he, he might have to go on a rant for a few minutes but <laughs> bug doesn't go off that often um, then we have Preston and Patrick. How long is your shows? So ours usually runs between an hour and a half and two hours uh, okay. each time. And Nate? Uh, 45 minutes is always my goal. I want mine to be sort of a quick sound bite on the way to work in the morning type of thing. But I'll do often two a week, sometimes three. Okay. And Do I have to answer this? Yes. <laughs> Four to six hours. Four to six hours. Four to six hours. Yep. And you wondered why I said it cures my insomnia. <laughs> okay. It's a lot of content. Brent, is there, is there a, a reason why you guys do that? Did you, like, set out and say, you know what, we're going to, you know, we're going to be the long listen show. Uh, is there a reason why, or does it just happen that way? No, uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Whitney, that is one point we didn't cover when we were trying to decide how to set the show up. 
Well, yeah, we just we never figured that out. Let's go. It, we stop? I don't know. It, it, eventually, the power goes out, and we're done. You know, so we just when we when we get going, we just get going. I mean, you've met us; we talk constantly. You know, we're on and on and on and on, and that's what happens when the two of us get together, and we just roll on about a topic, and then we fork off into other conversations, and then we try to compile show notes afterwards. So. It's actually really amazing. I've never uh, imagined that someone could talk for 55 minutes on Nintendo coin mechs. <laughs> we, we, can, we can do it. I mean, listen, thank you very much. We appreciate it. No, I, I mean, one thing that I think Brent and I have, uh, have really kind of focused on is the fact that we, you know, we structure the show and then we just talk. I mean, every episode that you hear is the most uh, honest and unfiltered dialogue that we can have on a particular subject. And we have a lot of people that comment in and write in and say, that's just, I, I imagine myself as just sitting right next to you guys having that conversation. So, yeah, we can have segments, and some, some parts of the show are segmentized, and then other parts of the show are just conversation about, about the hobby. So somewhere in between, our batteries run out. Is it the batteries on the recorder? Both. It's both. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not uncommon because uh, the other group that was supposed to be here is Retro Gaming Roundup, uh, and they usually go about five, six hours as well, and they have a list of topics, and they just, you know, they, they, they've been doing the show for a very long time. Um, I mean, Clay's, Clay's shows have always been long, but he was interviewing some, you know, the, all the personalities in the pinball community, and then... Um, uh, Silverball podcast, they were usually about two hours as well. So that's... It's, well, in, in defense of those long-running show times, I think it's because, you know, Nate only does a 40, 30, 45-minute show. He releases two, three a week. We only release one a month for the rest of us, I believe. And so, you know, when you could, can spread that across a whole 30 days, um, start to stop, listening here and there, it's not that big a deal. I feel... I, you know, I don't want to be too long in the tooth, but I feel that we need a little bit more meat... Um, because we just don't have that consistency like Nate. Well, one thing I'll, I'll add to that is that uh, a, lot of people, a lot of people say, okay, you're talking about uh, a hobby in an industry, let's say the arcade and the pinball industry, that's 30-plus years old. What is there left to say about it? We find, Brent and I find out that when we put our show notes together for every month, there's tons of stuff to talk about a 30-year-old industry. So it, we're excited, we're passionate about it, and yeah, the, the, show, the show length reflects that. Okay. These guys actually organize. Yeah, I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Not everybody can cook dinner and do a podcast at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and Preston apparently listens to our show when we're desperate for content at the last minute. <laughs> yes, and Charlie's usually doing the cooking, right, Katie? Uh, yeah, well, if we want to eat dinner. <laughs> She'll watch the water boil, but... <laughs> to me, honestly, that's been the hardest part of, uh, <coughs> say, the last year or so of our podcasts. Um, there are just days where I look at the calendar and we're so busy building pinball machines and doing everything that I have to do on a daily basis that that's why we get episodes like the Pin Dynasty where we parodied uh, Duck Dynasty and I wandered down the hall in our building, and I'm, like, interviewing Julie, the hairdresser, and the girl that runs the front office. And it's, that has been the hardest part of doing our podcast in the last year is I've just flat out run out of time. Oh, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I really wish we could put more back into it like we did the first three years, but we do what we, we can. And, you know, I think our personality still comes out, which is good or bad. But oh. <laughs> and, and trust me, I like your, the way you do your podcast because you have the, like, the throwback uh, spooky trailers. The movie trailers and mm -hmm. those, B, those B, C, D movies that nobody ever saw unless you were at, El, you know, well, we know you're an Elvira fan. That's right? always been my favorite quote from Nordman is when we told him we were going to do this. First, he said I was crazy. And, uh, but he's like, if you call the company Spooky Pinball, people are going to think you only want to do spooky games. And I'm like, what's your point, Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we are. That's, that's what I love. And, yeah, it's, it's just part of it. So, Charlie, I, I, I'm going to ask this question because it kind of fits into this. Um, you brought your whole family onto the podcast. Mm -hmm. We so were given a choice. Well, well, he's trying, to, he's trying to keep the whole family together, whereas, like, Preston and Patrick, let's ask you, how do your family take to this podcast that you guys are spending so much time talking about all this? Or are they just glad they got rid of you? 
Um, you know, my family has not at all expressed any interest in going on air and being a part of the podcast. And the only effect that it had on our families was uh, we would have to get together and record the show, and that took time away from the families. And now we have found a way around that um, because uh, Preston and I work together in the same office, and so we have our mobile rig now, and we've learned to go out into the uh, parking garage at lunchtime in our mobile studio, and uh, that's where we record our show. That's a little behind-the-scenes secret there. <laughs> Fog up the windows a little bit. Uh, I, I was waiting for something like that. I was waiting. Wow. Get some looks. Cover Bugs' ears, quick. <laughs> <laughs> This, this leads to me another question. You know, you guys have that, the, the beginning of your show. Is that one of your wives that says the two biggest dorks in, in the arcade or the gaming room? Uh, I'll take this one. That is, uh, is actually not one of our wives. Uh, that is one of our neighbors uh, who I thought had a unique voice. And uh, she came over and did some voice work for us, and we just picked the best tape. Okay. Uh, Pop quiz, the very first, uh, that, that voice actually changed uh, a few episodes in. When we first started the show, the very first uh, voiceover that we had was off of Craigslist. We just put out a call for voice work, and whoever got the cheapest bid was it. So uh, 20 bucks, guys. Here you go. Uh, 20 bucks gets you a cheap voice and a can of cheese spray. Um, Nate, you, you, I mean, you, you seem to be, you're a single guy, so. Nope, nope, married. Nope, married. married, 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 married. But you travel glad, glad, a lot. Glad you're such a fan of the show, Dave. Appreciate that. Um, you know, sorry. So I actually just got married. They're, so. they're, they're talking about steaming up windows. I, so, you I, know, I, yeah, I got to fill in here. I, I know it takes a while to get through the broken token shows. Uh, you know, my lovely, beautiful wife Teresa. Uh, when I first, she actually is the one that told me to start a podcast because I had done a podcast uh, in a different uh, industry years ago, and I had done college radio, and I've always had that kind of love for broadcasting and we were on a road trip a couple years ago listening to these guys listening to spooky and listening to the pinball podcast with don and jeff which they were here and she's like you should do this because we got through all the episodes we were out of content there's nothing left to listen to she's like, you should do one i said no that's crazy uh i don't have time she goes you can do it so she kind of got me into it and she goes i'll be your co-host and i was like no you won't and she goes yes i will i'm like you'll be out after two episodes which she was she just avoids Katie's it. Trying she to find turns it. on E, um, but she she did record some of my some of my bumpers. Um, I have a segment on the show called "Getting in Bed with Teresa," and uh, I know, right? It sounds way hotter than it is. It's so, usually so, her. So Preston and, and Patrick to to are going to have an getting episode in a car getting with in the van with each other. Is that getting in bed with Patrick, Patrick and Preston? Um, so where I ambush her at bedtime when she's trying to go to bed with a mobile recorder. And I'm like, hey, Teresa, what's going on? And she's like, hey, leave me alone. Uh, and so, yeah. So there's been an arc with her interest in what I do. And we're sort of on the downside of that. Charlie, don't get any ideas. Oh, my God. That's the greatest idea ever. Katie's already yelling at me. No, not doing this. I will smother you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's get to the broken tokens. So, uh, what's your family's like? Are they glad to get rid of you, or are they... Well, um, from, from my perspective, uh, I'm not married. Okay. So there's I, a single guy. There's, yes. Yeah, so, it's pretty much on my time. Now, I, I do have nieces and nephews, and where possible, I've tried to get them involved. And we've had an opportunity to do that, and we're hoping to have more in the future, some things Whitney and I have talked about involving my family and his family. So, uh Probably of everybody at the table, I, I'm, I've got the most leeway, honestly. Okay. Whitney? Yeah, I, I've been very fortunate because, uh, talk about family and everything, my, my wife and my daughter are actually in the very back of the room. They came up to Pinball Expo with me and said, hey. Stand up. You, stand up, Jackie. Stand up, Jackie. Stand up, Grace. Grace. Yeah. And I will say they are, they're very supportive, and uh, my wife and I have been married for quite some time, and as she'll attest, I'm a fairly, no, I'm sorry. I'm a very OCD person. When I when I get into something, I just I dig into it and go collecting, you know, arcades, pinballs, and you know, restoration. And this podcast, they've been very supportive, and I, I could not do it without their help. So, and Grace has been on the show a couple of times as well. So, you know, it's it's neat if you can factor family in. That's what we want to try to do. So, now, Kate, now, oh, say, so Dave, I do feel in terms of family, 
that Jackie and Grace are kind of like an adopted family. So when we run these long episodes and I look at the clock and it's 11 o'clock at night on a weeknight and I think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the cause of a divorce and Jackie's going to hate me. So <laughs> she shakes her head no now. Somebody record that <laughs> in video. So, KT, you, you're going to get with these wives and find out exactly how to get off the podcast of Spooky or, or you, you're just too into it now. No. There is a microphone. A okay. I'm not given a choice. Are we given a choice? No. No. So are you saying it's slave labor? On their end, yeah. <laughs> it is. But what do you That's how he's building the pinball though, company. You? Yeah, Bug actually volunteers for most of it. Okay. I like to do the editing at the shop after school. You do a pretty good job with it, Bug. Uh, do you take contract work? <laughs> Yeah, Squirrel writes the commercials, like, what, during study hall? <laughs> you can't edit between sports and everything else. Bug edits after school, and I try to get out of it, but and I, finds me on my lunch hour and everything else, and here, record this real quick. You know, we are missing somebody from the Spooky Pinball Podcast. Where's the, uh, the uh, illegitimate son, uh, Blue Shirt? We don't know. He's kind of lost in action right now. Did he get vaporized on an away mission or something? Well, when you wear, you know, when you wear a red Star Trek shirt, something's bound to happen. Okay. <laughs> His name's Blue Shirt, though, just to state that. Yeah, he never quite it. That's the science officer. He never made it. <laughs> he was demoted. Okay, so let's, you know what, we got a little time. I want to open this up to some questions from the, the, the audience here. I want to, you know, I'm going to put these guys all in the hot seat. So if you want to ask a question... We're going to open that up, and you can name the group or if you want to do it to the whole general. So we're going to start with Dave Marson. Dave, what's your question? I just want to make a historical note that, uh, well, you, you mentioned uh, TopCast as first, but... There was Al Warner that was... Yep. He was inspired, I think, and this is in his mind, so I'm just projecting that Gary Cubetta announced he was going to do his RGB radio thing... Right, and Clay had been doing the uh, the this old pinball videos, which were always every year. It was a big highlight of the expo to come here to see that, and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the good days, bug. Yeah, Al Warner had done some stuff way earlier, and he had done some, like, game room reviews, I think it was, and he still has some of those out there. So it was pretty cool. Let's, uh, any other questions? Let's get somebody else. Thank oh. you guys for being awake this morning. Like, Everybody's hung over. I was impressed. I, I see a guy at the back of the room that I'd love to bring up here because I'm sure he would love to talk maybe a second Come on up here, Rob. Ladies and gentlemen, this is... Yeah, seriously, Rob. Come on Rob up. Craig. Rob Craig. Rob Craig, Silverball Podcast. Well, yeah, we can grab an extra chair. There's an extra chair. Hey, we right actually here. roped Rob into being part of the Spooky Pinball Podcast at one point because we missed him. I think our microphone's dying. Yeah, the microphone's dying. Here, go use that red one. And I'm sure I speak for a lot of the other podcasts. Wow, this mic way better. Yeah. Uh, Clay was like the you know he was the god of podcasting. He was the, the technical knowledge that that guy had was incredible, and access to all the great guests. And then Rob and Steve came along, and they were kind of like the personality. Like you felt like you knew them. And honestly, Rob and Steve's show was the one that really kind of influenced me. Where okay, I'm not as technical savvy as Clay is, but we still had something to offer. Right. And Rob wasn't technically savvy either. I, I've known that for a few years. But go ahead. Yeah. But uh, those two shows at the time were both kind of on a hiatus, and that's when we jumped in, when there was really there was no other pinball podcasts. But it was, it was all Clay and then Rob and Steve that inspired us to do what we're doing. Those guys were awesome. Just excellent. Yeah. I, I, I want to jump in here and say uh, I agree because um, we came in, I guess, right after you guys did Spooky and... 
um, Rob and Steve's show really inspired us. And I remember, I think Preston emailed Rob and said, hey, we're thinking about doing a podcast. What do you think? And, and Rob said, go for it, man. Do it. And, he, and we really appreciate that. And that really just spurred us on. So thank you for that. So, uh, Rob, can you talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, wh why you guys started your podcast and then, you know, what was the reasoning behind some of the long hiatus that you had between them? Because that was one of the reasons that spurred us on was because, like, I was hungry for this content and I'm the kind of guy who's like, if something's not there, I'm going to do it. So that's one of the reasons I started because it was just Spooky. Uh, Clay had finished, Spooky was doing his, and you guys had like a year between shows it seemed like and i was like oh there needs to be something so talk about that well so kind of say, you and i are a lot alike i think because what was going on with with clay show um and usually i don't dress up for an occasion like this i gotta say i just was got off of a an elliptical just a few seconds ago and you finally yeah. got my text and decided to show up I see. yeah well i got your text late right so okay. thank you verizon but anyway um yeah cause I, why are you guys doing so early we're podcasters we stay up late they're still um, awake. They haven't gone to bed yet. <laughs> That's about right. So the deal was with, uh, you know, Clay's podcasts were fantastic. And, and as consumers of that podcast, we were hungry, just like you guys, for that content. And, and I didn't feel like um, if there was either something that he wasn't covering or an angle that, that he didn't approach that I thought we wanted to approach. I guess conceptually I was talking with Steve um, and, and I said one day, Steve, you know, man, I, I know this recording stuff, and, and I love to talk pinball. You love to talk pinball, and I think we ought to be able to do this podcast. Uh, and I wrote a, an article for Gamer Magazine listing the podcast shows at the time, and, and as writing it, as I'm writing it and sending it to Kevin Steele, I thought, man, uh, we just need to do it. So I introduced our show, I think, in that article, um, and, and Steve and I had recorded one time, and I sent it to a few people, and they said, man, we really like this style you two sound like you do whenever we are just hanging out. And, and that was very different than Clay Show. So that's what we did. Uh, we just talked pinball, we talked pop culture. That was our big thing, which I know some of you guys are doing. I love it, I love it whenever you introduce, you know, the, whatever the game was and around that time, what was going on, you know, around that era. Because it sends me back. And people were sending us feedback saying, we love the show and, and it's sending us back in time and we were your age, or, or we are your age. and. Um, and, and we just love it. Our whole family likes it because the content is clean. That was the big thing for, for us, too, so we could listen to it with our kids in the car. Uh, there's a lot of things I can't listen to with, with my, my boys in the vehicle, you know, um, or they just don't enjoy uh, sometimes. So anyway, that was really the inspiration for that. And then when people gave us feedback, we just wanted to keep on going. Now, whenever you guys wanted to get involved, that, there was a hiatus because it's, it's tiring. You all know that. Everybody up here know it. It's exhausting. You hit the wall. You hit the wall, and, and the, the time to edit. See, I'm a, you know, I'm a perfectionist in so many ways, and so the audio quality had to be absolutely fantastic. Um, I didn't care about live streaming. I did, I did want to interview people, but my internet sucked at the time, so, <laughs> so could you imagine recording? Uh, and then the biggest edit was like fixing the uh, Skype because it would, it would time out, and then you'd hear like the last 30 seconds all in about five seconds. You know, and I'm like, oh, crap. Can you do that again? So we can't do that live, right? So I was doing a lot of editing. I wanted to put music in the background because I wanted it to be something you'd want to listen to time and time again, perhaps, should something strange happen, like we lose interest or ultimately, in the case with Steve, he passed away. So, and, and so that, anyway, that's it. And whenever you guys got involved, I was so excited. I mean, all of you too, you know, Chuck way down there. I was so excited to hear your show. It's such a different approach. I'm like, man, that really fills in the podcast thing the way it ought to be, you know. We need to have different angles and different approaches, and, uh, and that's what we brought to the table. When you guys came in, too, and all you guys, I mean, it, I, I always want to inspire people. I it's not a competition. Pinball is growing. If you heard me talk yesterday, I'm sold on the idea that pinball is growing, right, and we're, and we're the reason why. So we need contributors, not just consumers. And so my hat's off to all you guys. Thank you. And that's exactly why we reached out to – I just sent Rob a blind email. I missed him. I loved their show. And I'm like, could I get you and Steve to do a segment on the Spooky Pinball podcast? And, and, and it was kind of a mix of the two shows. And we did with three or four of those. Yeah, yeah. And it was a blast. I loved hearing it. I had no idea. I didn't give him a script. Don't talk about this or whatever. Just do what you want and send it to us. And to me, that was a thrill just to hear them on our show. So, yeah, it's like you said, there's no competition. It's just fun. Right, right. And if it ever does get that way. I mean, I think Clay may have felt a little pissed at me at one point. I don't know. Um, about us doing the show, but I kept telling him it's a different direction, it's a different approach. Please don't 
take that personal, man. We're all trying to do the same thing and reach out to people. So, and we did. We reached different audiences, I think, he and I did. You, you, you all did. You, you all yeah, reached we all different. You, you reached all these people, and they reached each other. I mean, it was just, it's just, I used to listen. I'll just give you a little insight. I used to work for a financial company. I was a, 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 a compliance auditor. Boringest job in the world. But I would have an office, and I'd shut it. But I'd have all these podcasts going on all the time. And they would come, you know, people, secretaries would walk in and go, what in the world are you looking, you know, it would be a spooky pinball trailer going on, or, or Rob and Craig are just cutting up. I mean, these two, you know, th there's, there's a reason you don't do podcasts at midnight, I think, right, Rob? <laughs> After you spent so many hours, you're jacking out, and they're going to go for like a three or four hour tour on this thing, so, you know, and uh, I think that's why, Charlie, you, you listen to them at work, right? Was it at work or? Oh yeah, and it's funny because like uh, the minions, as we call them, are, are workers. It's all family. It's spooky pinball, but uh, I'll, I'll put on some of the other guys' shows, and they'll be like, if they hear something like maybe it's a little controversial or negative towards spooky pinball, or which rarely happens. Thank goodness, everybody's pretty kind to us. Well, what it's the all, hell? And they get all mad. And then, and it's then, only when they talk about Brian Kelly, but it, yeah. Know. Oh, and they they've all met Brian, and Brian's met the minions, and uh, yeah, they have a wonderful relationship. <laughs> but. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because, like you say, we listen to the Broken Token stuff, and they get a little long-winded sometimes, maybe, and the minions are like, can you please turn on some music? <laughs> <laughs> We're not as dorky as you. You know, they're building games all day and just... Is that how you torture your crew? That's how yeah. you torture them. Work, work faster, pain will... Work faster, pain will end. Yes, and it's certainly that's certainly right. not an insult. Pain I love the end. stuff, but they're not quite as enthusiastic. You know, they're working on pinball all day. They don't want to hear about pinball while they're building it. <laughs> yeah. we, Go ahead. You know, I was just going to say one thing um, that, that I, I think really rang true for, for Brent and I, and I'll, I'll go ahead and just kind of say this collectively because, you know, when we look, if I just even hold up my phone and, and look at the podcast that I have on my phone, I've got the entire back catalog on my phone for every podcast sitting at this table. I, I list month to month. Brent and I both listen to everybody sitting here, and then some as well. And when we start, I mean, we weren't the first to the table by far to do a podcast, but I think I've told Preston and Patrick this. I mean, they when, when I first got into the hobby, I found their back catalog, listened to them, and and I really enjoyed their show. And if I, I often thought to myself, man, if I could ever have a podcast, I'd want to I'd want to build off of what they do and then just put my own, you know, just kind of put my own personal spin on it. So everybody bakes a cake, but they bake it a little bit differently. But is it a family? Yeah, I think it's a family. And, uh, you know, the, the content that I listen to proves it because, you know, we try to support everybody and we're just thankful that everybody, you know, listens to us over the course of three and a half months. I'm going to throw a thank you at uh, Nate Shivers over there. Um. I was listening to his show, and, and I honestly didn't know what the content was about, but it was basically about why Nate bought an America's Most Haunted. And I was absolutely dumbfounded. And again, it was one of those minion moments I was listening, and, and Nate said, yeah, it's got flaws. It's got, you know, the scoop, the, right, the left side of the metal scoop on the right there is, yeah, it's going to ding up the ball. And I'd heard that like three times, and one of them was from Nordman. And, yeah, so, you know, and I was like, no, no, it'll be fine. I'll put a post in front of it. And then we heard that, and they're, you know, they're like, what? This guy's never made a game. And I'm like, you know what? He's right. I went over, I grabbed a scoop and a sawzall, and I ripped that left wall out of the scoop and then took it and welded it, put it back in the game, and God damn, it works great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nate, you directly affected what was going on with that scoop. So <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, thank you, Charlie. I appreciate it. Um, that's been one of the fun things is meeting uh, the other podcasters, people in the industry, and being able to then uh, take what they tell me and uh, you know use it for content for everybody in the hobby because there's so many people. I, I have like seven emails from this morning from people who already listened to a show I posted at 3 a.m. going, I wish I was at Expo. I wish I could see this. I wish I could see that. So I think that's what a lot of us are trying to do is bring what we're seeing out there and our take on it to everybody and just have a conversation with you know thousands of people at once instead of just your friend. And, uh, you know, the fact that you guys are building a game that really caught my interest on a bunch of levels, it, it's been really fun to talk about and wait for. And um, where, where is my game? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid, I kid. We <laughs> talked last night. There's, there's six games sitting in the shop. Um, ben Heck asked me to make an announcement this weekend. We are absolutely going to cut off America's Most Haunted at 150 games. 
Um, the code this weekend is tri uh, trial by fire, but the code is 100%. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have a bug or two to work out, but as soon as I get back, Nate, Nate's game is, uh, his play field is sitting there about three quarters assembled, his cabinet is fully assembled, and uh, you're, you're getting your game very soon, Nate. Awesome. Just a really quick touch on that, Charlie. So you're doing 150 games. How far are you into the production on that? Are you almost done? or uh, We're right at about 20 games uh, out there. Okay. And we've, we've got some other projects where I know we're helping. It's been kind of through Expo this weekend. We're helping some other small companies, which, again, community, man. It's survival. It's, it's friends helping friends in that we all do better together. There's things we do well. There's things other companies do well. When we work together, more gets done, and things are just improved. And, and to put a point to this, um, there's a couple guys here. There's a, well, not here, but their, their pictures are up. There was, um, of course, you see uh, Norm Clark over here on the side from Bally, and then his good friend was Steve Kordak. And at times, that and you, you also had um, Sam Stern and uh, Harry Williams. And at times, when each of the companies, or even the Gottliebs, when a company was short of a part, they would call one of the other manufacturers, and they would rush over some parts just to keep the production in line. So there was a, there was a camaraderie that you, you might not have seen, so it's kind of nice to see that there's still groups that have that you know, love of pinball to continue on that quest. I'm thrilled to say that Stern Pinball invited us back uh, next month. We're going to be doing a little Christmas push for Stern on our podcast on the December 1st show again. It's the way it should be. It's a small little fishbowl of pinball people on this planet. We all know each other. We, we did have another question from the, the, the audience, so go ahead. Yeah, this is for everybody. I'm, I'm sure Preston and Patrick are going to say episode six. Episode, episode six, no. Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you what. It's, I'll give you the worst. I'll give you the worst one that we had. And it wasn't because the interviewees were challenging. It was um, because of uh, Skype, actually. It was a Skype call with Todd Tucky and two uh, television show producers uh, that they had. And uh, there was some sort of interference in Skype. So every five seconds, the audio would go, and so I did a lot, I did everything I could editing, trying to edit that out, but we still had to put it out there because it was, you know, it was, it was big news and it was a good interview and these guys were counting on us and, and it was a you know, good part of the show. So we put it out there and immediately all this feedback starts rolling in. I can't believe you guys had that interview with farting sounds in it. <laughs> that wasn't funny at all. And... <laughs> So it was just kind of a disaster, and, uh, you know, we felt really bad about it, but there's nothing we can do. Hey, what about that time you uh, had that one pinball guy on, and you forgot to turn the recorder on and didn't know it for, like, 45 minutes? It was only 20, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Char Charlie, they probably did it on purpose just so they could make sure you were primed up, for real. Yeah, yeah sure. You know? uh, I, had, I have two of them I want to tell you guys about. One of them you don't know about, and that was an interview with Nordman after Wheel of Fortune, and um, we got into a conversation before, you know, just like, hey, Dennis, how's your day going? How's things going? And I could tell by the conversation that we were having, it was going to be a dual purpose. It was going to be an interview for the podcast, but it was also going to, it was just going to be a snippet I could throw in, but I was really writing a Game Room Magazine article about it. And I got about four minutes into the discussion with him just chit-chatting about his personal life and how's his wife doing, and, and, it, and it began to get darker and darker and darker. And he finally said, I can't do this, man. I, I just really have nothing good to say today <laughs> about Wheel of Fortune. He was having a bad day. And, and you know, history has shown, you know, as you guys know, the game didn't really get completed, you know, and, and it's not a really fully fleshed out game. And it may not have been something that he was driven uh, so much to do passionately. But uh, that was a very interesting one because out of respect, um, and that's what we have to do uh, for the industry people, we don't expose it. Now, I still happen to, the recorder kept running, and I have this really long discussion about his frustrations that are private, I guess, for me until someday he may say, go ahead and release it, which I would like to at some point. But, but out of respect, of course, I, we're not journalists that are like bleeding edge, you know, we don't care who we piss off. We're, we're, we're a community of pinball people, so we can't do that. But there was another one. There was two more. If I could say this, one was with Pat Lawler, 
again, it was a magazine. It was the magazine uh, article that he that we were recording, and I, I think I slipped it in. I can't remember if I slipped anything because sometimes it overlapped, right? I was trying to do, do two, dual duty. And out of respect for Kevin Steele, I didn't usually print what maybe I wanted to play on the podcast. So, you know, it was really kind of a juggling act. But Steve Ritchie was my favorite because – and I don't even know if I ended up putting this on the podcast because he got a little liquored up during the talk. And, and, and I, mean, I think I had about 15 minutes. I said, Steve, how's it going? I think it may have been Spider-Man. I'm pretty certain it was Spider-Man. And I, how's it going? Yeah, good, man. I'm having a margarita or whatever it was. And, and so we talked about motorcycles a little bit. I'm, I'm an off-road rider, biker guy. Uh, and, but then he, we talked about everything else. And, and finally, we got to talking about the game. He was, he was pretty saucy. So I kept it in print only. But I have that one, too. But anyway, that, those are mine. All right, let's get to Nate real quick, and I gotta. I gotta so just real quick, so I had Josh Sharp on about a year ago or earlier this year at the very beginning, and it was a fantastic interview. He's so knowledgeable. He grew up with you know Roger Sharp's dad. He knows everything about everything, and it was this awesome conversation. I was so excited at the end of it. It went so great, and at the end of it, I went back to listen to it to start editing it up, and my side of the conversation did not record, so all I had was him talking. And so what do you do? You know, I'm like, well, I'm not going to call him back and be like, hey, can we do that hour and 15 minutes again? So I literally sat there meticulously, wrote out everything he said, and then intertwined what I probably had said between those and re-recorded it all. And you can go back and listen. Most, I don't think anybody noticed it. He didn't notice it. I told him later, I said, dude, go back and listen to that again. And if I sound a little off, it's because I recorded it later that night, mad and upset, uh, and just went back in and did my side all again by myself, alone in my misery. Yeah, I'll say just to add to this real quick, uh, I think uh, earlier in, in this uh, panel session we talked a little bit about how Brent and I will, will like to just, you know, pull collectors and and just, you know, try to give, I guess, that, that every man's voice, uh, you know, on the podcast. One of the things that we've run into, though, is you have the best of intentions with that. Sometimes it's actually very hard to get someone to want to talk, even though they say they want to talk. And so we've got several interviews sitting in the can right now that are that are I'll just say just editing challenges and you want to make everybody sound good as best as you can and uh, and so I can't put a, a, a finger on anyone on any one person it's just that it's it, it's tough sometimes when you when you try to present the best side and it uh, it doesn't always come through that way I, I'll have to agree with that so okay we're gonna I have a few minutes I have to uh, I want to give everybody a little highlight this this is one of my favorite episodes ever. This also tells people why not to do podcasts at midnight. So we're going to uh, play a little segment. Martin, are you ready? Okay, here we go. And this is for Steve Rothschild. Ha 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 ha! How you doing today? I'm doing good. Actually, it's tonight, isn't it? It is. Um, everybody, you just heard Steve's voice as he opened up the, the one of the mode tracks called Fainter Fury for a pinball machine that I designed. Not a real one, mind you, but a, what would you call that? A, a not, not visual pinball, it's future pinball. Future pinball. A 3D future pinball game. We're going to be playing some of the music tracks from that game throughout the show. So when we go to a break and you hear some music, you're like, what is that? Or whose voice is that? It's probably going to be either mine or Steve's or it's going to be some... Some cheerleaders. Or some students from SIU right. uh, that have, have joined into the project. So all it is is it's just, it made some really good music in there. Steve helped me pick out every one of those tracks. Uh, well, the ones that you don't like, I didn't pick those yeah, out. right. And we'll just, as we break up the sex... Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip, huh? Segments. Rob, what do you have on your mind? Of this show. Uh, it's late, and um, I'm missing another night with my beloved bride. Hey, by the way, I was podcast. I was talking to your wife. That's Steve Rothschild, by the way, and, and I'm Rob Kirks. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> in case you just tuned in. I was talking to your wife. And I, I thought she, we'd already cut that off. No. You can't do that anymore. She, she said your uh, nickname was a Spuds. Is that true? Plural? S spuds. Plural? Not spud, yeah, spuds, but spuds. Yeah. No, it's not true. I, I, well, I, she's she making was, that up. Everybody. Oh, I am not. She, you are so. She told me a story. 
Okay, go for it. What she told me a story about, you know, you send your laundry out to get done. Oh, my God. You don't? She said that some Chinese guy does your laundry. <laughs> is, that tr- is that true? I have no idea what you're talking about, man. Well, you don't? No. Well, anyway, she said you were bent over one time. All right. That, this is a had, family show. You should you, remember this, okay? And you had we like... Have, we have the clean... Uh, banner right next to our show. Put the sensor on, on iTunes. Put the sensor sticker up there. I'm gonna beep this out, man. But, <laughs> Are you gonna continue with this? Sure. Why not, <laughs> Spuds? Come on. Gosh. But she said you bent over and there was like a stain in your underwear, and you and you said it was the Chinese guy that oh did your gosh. laundry. Is that true? No, it's first of she, all. First of all, my wife would never contemplate this whole crap story you just brought up at all. Well, she's the one that told me. Well, anyways. <laughs> anyways, she We're two, she we're said, over two minutes in the show, and this is what people get she, out of you. <laughs> she said that you put a little note when you sent your laundry in to get it done after the, she saw the stains. What's the little note say, Steve? It said, "It said, dear Chiny." <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm not done. I'm not even to the good part yet. Why are you laughing, dear Chiny? Come on! All right, the notes. <laughs> Stop. Stop, I can't finish the story. It's not even worth finishing, man. <laughs> the, the, the note you... <laughs> Stop. The more you laugh, the harder it, the harder it is for me. Okay. All right. But the, note, the, the, notes. the best part about stupid jokes is when you find something funny about the stuff that's not funny. Go ahead, please. Okay. Everybody wants to hear the end. Well, well, your note said <laughs> that you put on there, dear Chiny, please use more suds on duds signed spuds. Okay, so you sent your laundry off. Okay. Well, you got it back. Oh, I did. Okay. And I'm glad there was another. <laughs> Stop. All right. So the. <laughs> So the laundry came back, and, the, <laughs> and there was a note attached to your laundry that you sent out. Because the guy can it tell said, her or me in person, right? Right, okay. right, it says, Dear Spuds, please use more Heine. I mean... <laughs> All right, let me start that over. So you're making me laugh. I can't even tell it. The note said, Dear Spuds... Please use more paper on Heine. Signed, Chiny. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh, you know, it's not even midnight. <clears throat> that was great. Okay, folks, if you're just tuning in, this is a Silver Bowl podcast. It's certainly not like comedy night at the improv or whatever. It's uh, just Steve. Yeah, talking to my wife, and I'm sure that it really did happen. It did. Oh, you had man. tobacco stains. <laughs> Down there. <yeah. laughs> Stop. Stop making me laugh. We can't get this done. All, All right. right. Let me wipe my eyes. Clear my throat. Give me some toilet paper. <laughs> That was the great late Steve Rothschild. And of everybody here on the podcast, Rob, we all miss him too. So a round of applause for, Rob, uh, for Steve and Rob. All right, we got uh, one quick giveaway. Some, what, what? A, a quick little presentation for the guys from Broken Token. Broken Token? I met most of these guys at Southern Front Game Room Expo. And uh, my wife and I had a chance to go there. Uh, my name's Sean. I'm from uh, Pinball Wizard Arcade and Fun Spot Country. And I had kind of a silly idea, and my wife was able to execute on it. So I have a little gift for the guys from Broken Token. Uh, anyone who listens to the Broken Token podcast I think will appreciate that there's a certain pinball machine that, that these gentlemen have, have, 
Uh, it's kind of a running gag in the show about how they pronounce said pinball machine. And, and so I'd like to present to, to the guys from Broken Token that Broken Token, we say, and this is my closest approximation to their accent, Farpar. Farpar. So gentlemen, my wife and I have made you t-shirts that Broken Token, we say Farpar. Okay, I'd like to thank all the podcasters. Keep listening to their shows. You can get their downloads all over the place, and they're going to be up there forever. So give a round of applause for the entire podcast group. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. Congratulations. You made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Broken Token, and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash brokentokenblog. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token staff would like to extend a special thank you to the real vocal talent of the show, Christy Litzy. And that's me. Cha-ching! Music for the Broken Token podcast provided by Kentucky native bluegrass musician Gary Brewer. Please visit brewgrass.com. That's B-R-E-W-G-R-A-S-S dot com for the latest information, show dates, and to purchase music. Mm-hmm.